Are you suffering from back pain? Well, I've got the thing just for you. 15 surefire tips for relieving back pain, plus 192 others just in case, volume 1, available at Amazon.com. Over 30 million Americans are suffering with back pain at this very moment. The vast majority of these cases are either caused or exacerbated by common lifestyle factors. Many of the same factors may be causing you pain right now. Join board-certified physician Andrew Kirshner as he guides you through the parts of your life where these problems occur and gives you simple, safe and effective solutions for these common daily pitfalls. In this fun and informative book, you will learn how to identify the aspects of your life which may be causing you pain, how to create a back-friendly environment, how you can improve your pain by improving your sleep, ways to make a pain-free commute, how you can perform daily activities without making your pain worse, and much more. Andrew Kirshner is so well respected in the field of back pain relief. He has you know, famous clients such as DJ Jazzy Jeff. He has done uh, many talks and lectures at universities in the UK. He has appeared on QVC demonstrating back pain relief products and that is because he is an expert in his field and people trust him. Also check out the 5 star reviews on Amazon.com. This is the book that you need if you suffer from back pain. That's 15 surefire tips for relieving back pain plus 192 others just in case volume 1 available at Amazon.com in paperback. Check the link below the show for more information. Just when you thought that there were already too many podcasts in the world. Here comes another one. Come around here with his bloody podcasts. Hey everyone and welcome to another edition of Pablo's Popman Podcast. I hope everyone's doing okay. I'm doing fine, thanks for asking. Uh, there were currently two cats in the room and I'm kind of hoping that they don't knock over anything expensive. So uh, pardon me if I sound a little distracted. Um, yeah, no, they're fine. They're fine. Uh, one of them's just sleeping on my clothes so that'll uh, be fun to go out in later on. Um... If you listen to pre- like last week's episode in particular, you know that things have been a little bit crazy, uh, personal life. And you know, I, the the point of the show is to showcase guests and music and all sorts of stuff. But I also use it to kind of get stuff off my chest as well. And I was able to do that and things are a lot better this week, put it that way. So I'm not going to go really into any of that stuff. Um, and things are better partly because of my guest today which is really cool uh, my guest is Colin Dodds who is a PhD student um, in Newcastle and he has developed a really cool piece of um, software online software called remix portal 
which is basically an online mixing desk for uh, kids. I'm not going to get too much into the details of it. Um, it's for kids to use. I guess anyone can use it, but it's, it's designed for children to be able to um, sort of understand music and, um, you know, and also realize that music doesn't just begin and end with reality tv shows as well um so we do get into all of that and it is a really cool thing and it's something that i wish i'd have had access to when i was a kid oh god i mean even when i started getting into mixing one i didn't have access to the equipment but like i kind of had to well i had to borrow beg borrow and steal equipment and that was even to get onto the music courses that i did as well um so i went on with basically no knowledge but uh, something like remix portal is really equipping um kids to just know how music is put together and you know and, and you don't want to analyze music so much to the point where you don't enjoy it but if you want to make music and you have a fascination of how things work you know I, I guess it's like with anything like you know if someone's a, a chef you want to know and you really enjoy the food you want to know the ingredients sort of things so i guess that's that you know and i'm trying not to ramble <laughs> like i say but um yeah it's a, it's a really fun interview um so yeah before we get into that a little uh, little housekeeping um thank you obviously i always say it but thank you to andrew kirshner um 15 surefire tips for relieving back pain if you do have like any back pain problems i mean obviously if you've broken your back you probably can't help with that um but if you have like everyday problems um this book is perfect for that and uh, there is a dog barking and you might be able to hear that um and the cats are massively distracted by it now i am as well um do check out uh, 15 surefire tips for relieving back pain the link is below the show it's also available as an ebook andrew is going to come on the show and we're going to do a little uh, well he's going to be a guest at some point and we're gonna we're gonna be a bit more creative with the advertising as well but if you check that out it supports the sponsor and in turn it supports what i'm doing as well so i really really appreciate it um stay tuned for after the interview with colin for upcoming guests with regards to pablo's pop and podcast and turn chuckle i don't know how many people will be listening to this who are wrestling fans but um i've got some really cool uh former wbf uh, wrestlers who are going to be upcoming guests along with uh, my work with colin delaney on uh turn chuckle raw again this may mean nothing to anyone but uh, if you do like wrestling do check it out um obviously visit facebook pablo's pop podcast um also turn chuckle uh all the links are you know basically easily available i'm not going to bore you with it you can google it and you'll find everything Firstly, though, uh, we're keeping the show very local. I'm going to play you a track from Shy Talk. Uh, Shy Talk are local band, and they will be playing uh, the Raw Power Festival in London on the 26th of May. Uh, so I hope you enjoy this, and if you're in London at the time, go and see them. This is Shy Talk with Isotonic Youth.
So this week on Pablo's Poppin' Podcast, I'm here with Colin Dodds, a PhD research student at Newcastle University. How you doing today, sir? Yeah, good, thanks. Hi, very good. Cool. I, I, I always like to keep introductions like quite short, because um, <laughs> otherwise I'll just ramble on. Um, but you are responsible for a remix portal, which um, I'm, I'm really glad that you uh, got in touch with me about uh, through Claire from NARC. I'm actually very flattered that you would uh, suggest... Or mention my name. Um, can you, uh, before we start, like get into this a little bit more? Um, can you give like the listeners an overview of what Remix Portal is? Okay, so Remix Portal. I mean, it's a project I'm working on it for my PhD, but it, it takes the idea that we kind of 
we'll listen to music often quite passively. Um, you know, maybe not if we're real musicians, you know, and we're really listening into all the, the small details, but the, the general music consumer, you know, is quite a passive receiver of music. And um, and I thought, well, how about if people could get a bit more actively involved, you know, could basically take the music and adapt it to their own personal tastes, share it on through social media. Um, and I thought, what could that do for the musicians involved? You know, possibly that's just a better way to reach a, a bigger audience. And it's more interesting, exciting for, for music listeners and fans. Um, so I kind of just see that as maybe a kind of trajectory that music will take. Um, and so Remix Portal is my attempt to kind of develop some software that can kind of experiment with that concept, really. And then the, the big drive, really, for my PhD is to think about how that can be used for education, specifically how we could connect up active musicians in a local area with uh, classes of school kids. Um, you know, can that inspire them, motivate them and, and help them along, really? So uh, you are from, well, uh, you're from originally... Um I want to say Edinburgh. Yeah, Edinburgh, <laughs> Edinburgh, and then I spent quite a lot of time in Perth. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. And are you currently uh, like in Newcastle, which is where I'm from? For those, because I I know it sounds crazy, but I do get a lot of listeners from the states, which is very nice. I even get some from like South America, which is just weird. Um, and did you? Uh, what I've noticed because I, I I have a teaching degree and I was able to not get a job <laughs> because of cuts um, in the arts uh, within the Northeast. And did you have first-hand or see first-hand experience of um, the arts being cut in sort of local education? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, like a, a lot of musicians, you know, I've done sort of bits and pieces, you know, around teaching and so on before I went to do my PhD. And, you know, we'd, we'd see funding getting slashed across the board um and obviously it's just such a shame but then you kind of think well what can we do about it you know yeah um and i guess there's a few other kind of drivers for me as well you know i always kind of thought that music education at school is maybe not engaging all students like as it kind of could you know it doesn't I don't think it really relates to the kind of music that most musicians I know are involved with when they, they leave school. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's a few kind of things there. But yeah, I mean, yeah, cuts is a big problem and it'll be a long time really before that kind of recovers. Um, so I think it kind of comes down to the, the community to all kind of help each other and, you know, motivate and inspire each other to do stuff and to progress and, and also to try and help that next generation coming along. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of interested in trying to do that a little bit through this work, you know? Uh, so, I mean, to be honest, like, I, I've got to stop not just looking at it from the cut's point of view as well. Um, it, it's great that, you know, there's someone like you and there needs to be more like you who's willing to um, see what's wrong and actually do something about it as well. Because um, it, it is really easy just to just sit and complain, I guess, <laughs> which sometimes I do. And uh, and Remix Portal, along with a couple of other friends, has really given me a kick up the bum to um, actually try and set something up as well. Um, cool. You know, like it, it, it goes back to primary school with me as well, that um, I, the music class that we had, uh, not a primary school, the secondary school, didn't really engage a lot of people and it to the point where it wasn't even a GCSE option uh, because not enough people uh, were interested in it. And that really held me back a couple of years. Um, 
because there was nothing else that I wanted to do. And then, you know, I ended up doing media at college because that was the closest thing based on my GCSEs that I could try and do. Um, but it is such a shame. But, you know, having something like this, um, you know, I, what I wanted listeners to do if they're sat at the computer is visit remixportal.co.uk just to um, have a look around while listening to the podcast and we can go into some of the features um, of the software as well. Uh, but the fact that it's just so instantly available to everyone now and you present it in such a... Um, easy to understand way with uh, little video tutorials and everything it's um it's it's amazing really um yeah, well thanks very much man i, I mean the, th the thing that kind of inspired me making it was like m my brother really who became an engineer uh. and just since he was a kid you know he was always taking things apart to see how they worked and and i thought there isn't really a, an easy way to do that with music you know you have to like develop amazing listening skills to be able to you know tune in to say just the baseline and understand what's going on there but you know, so with this software and working with the kind of stems as these individual music components that kind of underpin it, it's quite easy just for a beginner to just start playing, taking the music apart, seeing what's there. Mm. Uh, you know, so I think, I mean, even just for me, I think it's really cool just playing, seeing these different bits, you know, and hopefully other people will really get a kick out of it too. Oh, I think so. It's amazing as well how much people don't realize what goes into making a song as well like they may not have an understanding of harmony or there may be st just stuff in the song that you don't hear but if it wasn't there you would notice that it wasn't there sort of thing and i think there's the just the curiosity factor of like hearing a bass line by itself you know, or like just hearing those harmonies by themselves and stuff like that and it's something that as a musician personally when i get able to sort of get the stems of a well-known song there's a lot of fascination and just seeing what went into making that song sort of thing um for sure yeah and you know i i was working with these kids and i i said to them at the start you know what do you think like being a musician's all about and for them all they could say was like oh it's you go on the x factor and you know <laughs> and amazingly talented just don't even bother uh and then when they actually listened uh, to some stems, they would solo the voice, take off the effects, and they'd go, actually, hang on, the music sounds really good, but the voice is quite normal, you know, like, maybe my voice could be used in a piece of music like this one day, you know, so I think through this, you know, it can maybe just change people's perceptions of, you know, what you need to be able to do to be in a band, yeah. you know, like, you, if you solo up a lot of you know, musical parts, often they're quite simple. I mean, they'll be tight, you know, played well, but quite basic. And that's all you need really to be in a, a good band, you know, a basic skill set. And for me, that's one of the things that is often missing in formal education, which is all about, oh, if you can do this now, now you've got to move on to something a little more challenging, you know, and it's progressing people towards like virtuosity or something, which can be quite frustrating for some people. And it's de definitely not necessary just to be an active musician. Yeah. And, you know, so I think it's really cool to be able to kind of really listen into what music's out there um, and music you respond to and just, yeah, seeing how it's made and maybe realizing it's not actually that difficult to do it. Yeah, uh, that's actually really interesting. That, that um, it's, it's encouraging, but in the right kind of way, because if you watch something like X Factor or The Voice, they sort of give the impression that anyone can do it as well. But literally, like, really, anyone can't do it how they want you know what i mean because yeah, you know yeah. the, the the amount of times i oh, i'm not going to get into this too much because i'm 
feel like I've spent years being frustrated by it. And I'm not as much now, to be honest, but like something like The Voice, you'll have these perfectly good singers come on and not be accepted because like they're not what they're looking for. And it's just like, yeah. eh, I don't know. It, it just seems very discouraging, if anything. Um, yeah. Because a, a lot of, there'll be a lot of really talented singers who maybe think that they could have an opportunity with something like that. And then they see these really good singers just not advance. And you see the, you know, I saw it last week and just this one girl where like none of the chairs turned around and she was really good and just the disappointment on her face. And then the fact that it's going to be broadcast on TV as well. It's just like this, like humiliation. And it yeah. really, it really shouldn't be that as well. And I like the fact that something like Remix Portal shows that being, you know, enjoying music and even being a successful musician doesn't necessarily mean having to be like a famous musician. Yeah. And you know, it it should be enjoying making music, and even if you want to make a career out of it, but not striving to be on TV. You know what I mean? It's like actually putting the art first. And yeah. you know, art is subjective, and if, like you say, if it's you know, it can be really good and be simple as well. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it just it yeah, it frustrates me when music's made out to be like an all or nothing kind of thing, and yeah, you know, and it's such a, a narrow window on music can be, um, because you know, I sit on my couch in the mornings and I play my guitar and I enjoy that, and occasionally someone will hear me and go, oh, that's nice, I enjoy, you know, enjoyed you playing that, and that's making music like that, you know. It doesn't have to be more than that, you know, and obviously, you know, you can, people can be paid and, you know, to be professional entertainers and all this kind of stuff. But, yeah. you know, music for 99% of people involved in making music, it will be at a very basic level, but, you know, like making a big difference to us personally for being involved in it, so, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and so I, I just... Yeah, I want to try and think of these ways where we can just tell kids who I think can misunderstand what, you know, music's all about, that it can be something that you and your friends do and it just can feel good in that moment and it doesn't need to necessarily be anything more than that. Yeah. And yeah. as well, one one feature that I really like about the uh, about Remix Portal is that there is the opportunity to leave feedback as well. Because as an artist, you know, it's, you know, and I'm not at all complaining, but it's it's not like I sell a lot of records sort of thing. But having just nice feedback, you know, actually constructive criticism as well, you know, it's just. It, it costs nothing just to leave a compliment on someone's art, and it can really make someone's day as well. Um, and I know that when you contacted me, um, you know, you said that having someone donate a track and then having that person talk about the mix that a child um, or, you know, a young person has made um, will really mean a lot to them because it's it's quite a cool thing to have that the person who made the song listen to the work that you've done. Yeah, for definitely the kids, man. Honestly, in the classroom, there's like gasps of excitement when they know that the musicians, the real musicians, not just their kind of crusty old teacher, <laughs> are going to be listening to their work. You know, they're they're super stoked on it, and um, and I think the musicians they get a real kick out of it too. Like, I I just sent some um, you know seven remixes off to a musician and got some messages last night, and he's like, "Are these kids really ten or eleven years old? Like, I I can't believe it." And you know. He, as an indie musician, he was going, wow, dance versions of my tunes. I'd never really thought of it like that, you know. And so he was quite, 
he was quite sort of maybe re-energized by what the kids were returning. So it, it's a cool kind of all round, I think. Mm-hmm. So as a PhD, are you, you're still currently um, doing your PhD? Yeah, so I'm two years into my PhD. I've got one year left. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of towards the, the later stage really of my PhD now. Yeah, And, and with something like this, because um, you have to sort of write a thesis, don't you? Um, That's right. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to somehow <laughs> drag 80,000 words out of the ether and uh, get, it, get it down. Yeah. Oh, yikes. So, I mean, but I, mean, I guess the, the good thing about this is that it's research based. And then a lot of that research, like, sort of will maybe make you think of things that you hadn't even thought of before. Like, when you get, like, when you get feedback and stuff like that, I'm guessing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking, like, I'm reading like papers you know academic literature that's given me ideas but just speaking to the musicians and speaking to the kids and seeing what they think I'm getting loads of ideas and you know an understanding of how a kind of ecosystem if you like could work yeah um so yeah it's it's just really cool a really cool project I'm learning tons from it and um I mean the, the kind of the worry in some ways is that a lot of these projects during PhDs, they, they're good for a little while and then there's no PhD anymore and the technology just goes offline and no one can use it, Yeah, uh, which, which would be a shame. So I'm just starting to try and think, you know, how can I make this available once I finish, you know? Um, I, w- I was going to ask you about that because obviously with with a, um, with a PhD, with, like my understanding, because I've, I've never done one, so, but like you have to come up with new information that no one else has come up with before. Um, yeah. so is, I'm guessing with something like this, because, um, I mean, Remix Portal, I've, I've never seen anything quite like this, but this, the fact that it's online means that it can be copied. Um, yeah. so is it kind of hard, is it hard to sort of like stay ahead of the game sort of thing and actually do something that no one else is doing sort of thing? Or have you, when you were sort of like creating Remix Portal, did you have ideas and then you sort of looked into it and it had already been like parts of it had already been done sort of thing or well yeah i mean i've had lots of ideas which have already been done yeah uh, like that um but if if there'd been some technology which had been built which did exactly what i needed i would have probably just used it and but used it with kids and local musicians and kind of you know, my knowledge, which I gained from my PhD is about how we can connect kids and, you know, in school and musicians and, yeah. uh, and write some documents on that. But there hadn't really been technology that was, um, simple enough that really young ki- kids, 10 or 11 could just access straight away. Um, but could also kind of be interesting for, um, you know, a bit more advanced musicians. Um, yeah. So I, I kind of just had to get on and build it myself, really. Um, but I mean, I'm not bothered. Like, say, my my code is all going to be made open source um, when I finish my project. So anyone could take it and use it. Um, and as long, you know, as long as it's what they produce is free for people to access in some way, I don't mind, you know. Um, I just, yeah, I just want the stuff to be useful and to be accessible to people because you know like we've talked about the cuts and one one of the reasons I made this online was so that if kids do something in school and enjoy it they can just go on the website at home and learn by themselves you know um that's kind of the the, the philosophy that I've kind of taken into it. I just want people to get access to opportunities um so yeah 
I've just now got to think of a way because obviously it costs money, which university pays for to like host audio files on the server and host the website and so on. So I just need to work out how I can kind of raise that modest amount through the thing so it can be freely available when I finish. Uh, I, th- I think this is something that people will get behind. Um, you know, it sort of even a, I don't, I don't want to make like suggestions. I mean, obviously we'll, we'll, meet up and uh, like if I can help at all like you know with suggestions or whatever like you know then great but uh, you know I think it's just it's a community project that I think that will would do well through uh, crowdfunding or something like that I think you know people will want this there um you know I think parents would want this for their kids as well because one it's free um <laughs> and you know and two it encourages you know um uh, at least you know a hobby if not a passion in their kids and i can't see why people wouldn't want to get behind this um like have you had feedback from parents um of kids who have used this um no i've not spoken directly to any parents yet but i know that the kids uh, at the school i'm working with at the moment are going to be playing all the remixes to their parents during an assembly oh that's uh, right Okay. Yeah, so, so I'll be interested to kind of hear back from the teachers kind of how the parents respond to that. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, that'll be really exciting to hear. I, I think the parents are going to be are going to be shocked at what they were able to come up with as well. Um, because I'm, I'm guessing, you know, I'd imagine maybe some of the parents don't have like any kind of musical background as well. And it, it, a part, uh, like one of the points of Remix Portal, as you said, is that it you can create really advanced sounding stuff and it doesn't require, you know, um, it doesn't have to be complicated sort of thing. Um, But at the same time, I'm guessing that, like, have you found that the kids are starting to use it in ways that you haven't even thought of? Um, No, they they haven't yet, but they have, uh, even 10 and 11 year olds are wanting features which I've not been able to build in yet. So for instance, uh, this girl the other day put headphones on me and said, "I'll oh, listen to this." And she was changing all the controls as the song was playing through. And ah. um, you know, so like you know, most musicians will automate their mixes to some extent, and she's not heard of automation before, but she just kind of instinctively wants a song to change over time. Um, Isn't that incredible? Like that, that's yeah, like yeah. that's a, that's the a thing that she doesn't know about, and yeah. that yeah, that that blows my mind when things like that happen. I think that's great. Yeah, yeah. So what I'm doing next is I'm I'm building um, kind of five different skins to the interface. So a really basic skin for the absolute beginners. And then, you know, as you go up the different skins, it gets adds features. So it gets a little bit more complicated, but you, you should be ready for it because you've learned everything you need to know by the level before. And it's just a couple of new features coming on. Yeah. So for instance, you know, on level two, we can have some automation now so that kids who are like, oh, can I have this? Yeah, we've got it. You just click on this next one. And so we can kind of, you know, build like our scaffolding frame to get kids up towards advanced kind of music production. And then they can graduate if, you know, if they've got a passion for it, they can graduate towards Garage Band or Audacity, Pro Tools, whatever you, you want. But you'll have a good grounding in what you're doing when you get into these things. That's really cool. So um, when... Um, did you do courses as uh, did you do music courses or did you uh, sort of do IT courses to be able to gain the knowledge to make something like Remix Portal uh, well so I mean I, I did um, sound engineering as uh, like a, a college student and then I studied that at uni and, and onwards 
Um, and I did one module on computer programming and then I just taught myself uh, after that. But I really liked that module on computer programming. So I was kind of quite keen to learn. Mm-hmm. But it's been an absolute slog. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so what, what, was it, what was it about sound engineering? Did you like live sound or uh, was it mainly studio? Um, studio laterally and I still do quite a bit of work like I've, I've got some mastering jobs on at the moment yeah um, but yeah I, I mean I was a musician first um, and then I got like a Tascam Porto 2 tape recorder you know and I loved just recording songs and writing songs and I think that was kind of in some ways even more fun for me than, than going out gigging especially after you know well with one band in particular the first few gigs you know which are everyone you know comes to and then it kind of tails off yeah uh, so yeah, for me, I think production was um, was nice. There's no waiting around really in production compared to gigging. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of then just started helping produce other people's music, um, and yeah, was just really into that. And, and I've done quite a bit of live sound as well, which which is great. Um, but yeah, I really like um, studio work. Mm-hmm. So and. and- with um with remix portal um how many cl- like how many schools have you been around have you like traveled the northeast or have you kept it very local at the moment or yeah i've kept it very local at the moment um it's really hard trying to well find enough partners to work with and then have the time to do these kind of in-depth studies um so we're working with about five schools just now um and then we have some more interest and at that point, we have to um, try and find other students at the university who can take on um, working with them. And like ultimately, we want to get a kind of teacher's pack, which is good enough that teachers feel confident that they can teach this stuff to the kids themselves. Um, That's incredible. But, like, so yeah. were, were, um, was it easy to explain to the schools then? Um, was it something that they'd been sort of crying out for? Um they I, they were keen on something new and something interesting for the kids which is different from their what they normally do yeah. and I, you know i don't want to sort of name any schools or any teachers or anything but i think a general theme is that a lot of music teachers aren't that savvy with the technology side of music making yeah. um, you know often coming from a kind of classical background and then going on to do a teaching qualification from there um so they're often aware that technology is what, you know, they ought to be teaching or offering and young people kind of like that, but they maybe don't have the confidence to do it themselves or in some cases, even the resources. And um, so it's kind of um, a bonus that, you know, I could come in with this project and give the kids something different. A lot of the teachers have seen, you know, benefits from the project and hopefully we'll be able to work with them so that the next year they'll deliver stuff to, you know, the next generation of kids, but they'll do the teaching themselves. Um, because ultimately, um, you know, the, the project will only really be successful if I can remove myself from it, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and that's kind of part of the challenge for the PhD as well is, yeah, how, how do I come out of it and, and leave a system that can kind of sustain itself going forward. Yeah, is it sort of quite yeah. stressful at the moment, or are you enjoying every part of it? <laughs> it definitely <laughs> has its more, yeah. for sure. Um, but it's one of those things, I mean, um, 
like I was listening to uh, this podcast the other day, you know, with the guys who made Instagram and they said when they were walking down the street and um, they saw some people actually using their app, you know, and it was the biggest buzz you could ever get, you know, and it trumped all the millions of dollars that they've made. Well, I don't know anything about the millions of dollars, <laughs> but I have seen the kids using the software that I've made and it's working and the kids are really going, wow, listen to this, you know, everything they change, they go, wow, listen to it now, you know, and it's just, it's such a buzz at times. <laughs> That's incredible. So, um, that'll be the, that'll be the next step to create a portable app, I guess. Um, yeah, I, so I've made uh, a kind of really rough and ready mobile friendly version, but the, the technology I'm using that kind of underpins it is only really just working on like Android phones. It's not properly supported on um, uh, iPhones yet, and it won't work on iPads. So, would, would, it, would it be a simplified version? Like, it, it can't obviously just be the full site. Yeah, I'll have to make a simplified uh, version uh, for that. Yeah. There's, uh, yeah, there's quite a lots of bits of development to, still to come um, to make it better, and especially for more experienced users where things like automation and so on I'll build in. Um, but we're still going to try and keep a, quite a, a low entry point so it's easy for beginners. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm hoping everyone's on remixportal.co.uk at the moment, and there will be a link underneath the... Uh, underneath the podcast as well um it it's so simple <laughs> i love it like it's so fun as well and one thing that you, it's almost like you you really are covering all bases um because you're helping out artists as well by having uh them and i know i need to do it and i know i'm rubbish but like having them submit uh stems of one of their songs because it gives them exposure as well um was that like a early thought into this like, yeah, were you were you originally maybe going to make your own music and upload it, or did you specifically want bands to send their stuff in? No, I specifically wanted to try and work with local musicians because, like the kind of the one of the key philosophy things is for these young kids to be aware that there are real musicians in their local area and to kind of showcase what these musicians are doing, just to plant the seeds in the kids' head that. You know, this is something that they could do that, you know, like music isn't just something that happens down in London or, you know, somewhere else in the world, you know. Yeah. So it, like that's a key thing that we try and work with local musicians here. And and uh, yeah, hopefully it's good for the musicians as well, getting potentially access to, you know, a young fan base. And I mean, we've not seen it yet, like a sort of viral sharing of remixes. Um, but, you know, potentially it, I think it could be quite a good way for um, musicians to you know promote their work um but i mean that isn't i think the it'll definitely take musicians to be a bit kind of charitable if you like you know to want to do it for the sake of giving to local kids i think it'll probably that'll probably trump the benefits that they would get of um receiving publicity because you know i don't know how many 10 or 11 year olds are able to go to gigs or really buy you know lps and the likes I hope everyone's enjoying my interview with Colin Dodds. I'll be back in a jiffy. RJ Painting and Decorating is based in South Shields, Tyner Weir and offer affordable and high quality services. Those services include plastering, wallpapering and removal, painting, coving, sanding and skimming, dado rails, picture rails, even floor and property maintenance. They also offer a free quote. They are fully insured and have been DBS checked and have received several 5-star reviews on Yelp. 
For more information on RJ painting and decorating and their high quality services, including pictures of their work, check out the link below the show. One thing that I love, and I've actually just uh, realized this as well by looking through the website, is that you can, um, the list of bands that and artists that are on the page, you can, um, they are listed in proximity to where you are. Yeah. Which which is great. I've never noticed that before. I think that's really cool. Um, so yeah, the idea the idea there, sorry, was uh, if if there's a teacher who wants to use it with school, she can click on that. You know, what's local to me to find the local acts easily that she could then say, hey kids, remix. Yeah, this one. They're only like five miles away. Um, and then part of my thinking as well was like because I didn't have many bands to start with, I was just going to rip in a bunch of Creative Commons music straight into the site, and that would be from anywhere in the world. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I still wanted some kind of way of sorting out so you can see, yeah, who's in my neighbourhood. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm glad you like that. It's, yeah, it's quite hard to make that. <laughs> I can imagine it is. Well, I, no, I can't even imagine that, just because I, I wouldn't even know where to begin with, with any of this. But it's... um, I, I just... In terms of suggestions, like I, I literally couldn't make any because like it just seems like perfect. Like you've you, you've thought about every eventuality. Like I'm sure there are more, you know. And it's great that like kids are just starting to like make suggestions and stuff like that. And um, I'm guessing that like for anyone who uh, signs in and uh, becomes a member, that you are open to suggestions from anyone. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've got a little report button at the top. So any uh, any ideas you have at all, if you click that, you know, you can just pop it in a, it's like a Google form. It'll just put your idea straight to me. And also that can, you know, report any problems or anything that you want to flag my attention to. But yeah, for sure, I'm open to suggestions. I mean, one of the, the things that I'm kind of building going forward, like I was saying, this next version is going to have these different skins, these different levels of complexity yeah and so on the, this first version the one that everyone can see at the moment like all the alternative parts so you can switch the drums you could switch you know the guitars and so on you're only able to choose things that are kind of harmonically in sync so in the same key and you know in the same time signature and so on yeah. but as you get to a, a harder level you might get a, a wider range of choices but then you'll have to decide hang on is that in time or is that in tune you know so we, we're hopefully going to train people to start thinking a bit more like, you know, like like a musician. You've got to start scrutinize these things. But I thought it was key for beginners to not get stuck. You know, you don't want them to be going, oh, I've tried this and it just sounds wrong, but I don't have the skills. I don't know what to do yet to fix it. Yeah. So we're like, we'll, we'll wait for that. Let's just get you having fun and motivated. And then we'll kind of deal with these technical things later on. Um. So, like, there's still loads of stuff we can do and loads of stuff to come, but, yeah, I'm really open to hearing any suggestions. That's really cool. Well, um, we'll be, uh, again, no one wants to hear this because this is personal plans, but uh, Charlie Brunley, who, um, you know, he's a friend who's going to be a featured guest on the podcast as well, who's um, his, he's a journalist and a writer and a musician and um, someone that I'm going to be working with on a particular project. And I know that he once he gets to grips with the website as well, because he has two young daughters as well. Um, and I think he will love this. And it's something that his daughters, who he already encourages creativity um, within, um, you know, are going to just eat this up, I think. Um, and 
yeah, it's it's amazing. So, like again, there'll be a link below the show. Um, and I want to thank you for coming on the show. We're gonna do. I want to do part two uh, with uh, me, you, and Charlie as well because um, Charlie's gonna give uh, have a very different uh, point of view to me. I think. And probably have better questions. <laughs> it's almost like I shouldn't be a podcast host. Um, but yeah, um, I really appreciate you coming on the show. And well, um, thank you very much for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure. Thank you. I know it's great. And like I said, I always say to people as well that you know this with the podcast, and you know it's kind of this, kind of very similar to uh, the music side that you don't really need like sort of knowledge or skill to just start doing a podcast or to make music or create art in any form. Um, but the fact that there's a platform there to be able to do it with makes it, you know, accessible and allows you to be, it allows you to kind of express yourself as well. Um, and I really appreciate any guests that come on the show as well. And I appreciate that you kind of get where I'm coming from. Cause like, I certainly get where you're coming from as well. So it's really cool. Um, cool. Oh, nice. Um, did, did, before I go as well, did did you find that with any anyone who's used the uh, used remix portal, um, were they able to? Do you feel that they could express themselves through it, um, with the music that they made? Um, yeah. So for for young kids, it seemed to work really well. As, as a way of very quickly giving them the power to kind of express themselves musically, you know? Yeah. So things that, that for me, I'm like, that's, you know, that's you just choosing a different part from like a list of three. But for them, it feels like that's, you know, a, their musical interpretation was choosing the different drum stem. Um, so it, it really definitely works really well for beginners to give them a sense of expression. But definitely as you have more musical skill and competency, you want to be able to do other things. And at the moment, you're not able to do to do them, you know, like I say, like automation or to record your own parts in. Um, but these are features I'm going to develop or I'm in developing right now, which will be um, available in you know later editions so that, yeah, as your kind of as your competency grows and you want to be able to do things, we want to kind of facilitate you to be able to do those things. Um, and we also kind of want to plant the seed that, you know, this is something that you that you could do, you know, so um, that's partly why we've got the comment section built in there. So people could suggest, hey, yeah, hey, why don't you try this, you know? Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's, it's a decent way for people to express themselves musically. But I mean, it is like a narrow window on what music is if we're talking very generally, you know what I mean? Like, it's so different from when I pick up my guitar. Um, yeah, it's but then, you know, I think it's really good for people to just try all sorts, isn't it? You know, see what kind of suits you and what sticks. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I think that's a good uh, that's a good uh, note to leave it on. And uh, again, I really appreciate you coming on and uh, we will talk again soon. Oh, thanks very much, mate. I hope I made some sense. <laughs> no, I hope I did as well. Okay, thanks again. Cheers, buddy. Bye-bye.
ask if life is always so mundane. Then I'm riding on some grandpa's land, wind in my hair, rings in my hand, living like no time wasting scene. In the kitchen with the radio on, me and my mama singing along, and the memory's gone and it seems funny how my memories are like. Alex Tempest, a very good friend uh, with a song called Memories. I'll be getting him on the show quite soon and we'll be talking music, we'll be talking wrestling, we'll be talking just about everything um, as we do in real life. We just talk nonsense basically but he's one of the most entertaining people that I know and incredibly, incredibly talented and I'm really glad that he's... Um getting back into making some music as well um yes thank you to colin um i hope that you got a lot from that as well i my favorite interviews with the podcast are the ones that people can go back to again and again um and really get something from uh the link to remix portal is below the show if you have kids you know show it to them and you know 
I think you can show it to them and show how fun making music and mixing music is without it feel like you're sort of pushing it on them because I know that you know especially if they show the talent um you know it it's easy to want to you know um <laughs> not exploit the talent uh, but to sort of you know um have them get the most out of their talent as well and this tool is amazing to and be able to enable that basically so yeah thank you to colin um coming up on pablo's popman podcast i will be interviewing my hero uh roger joseph manning jr he's been on the show before uh, with an imperial drag reunion and that was mind-blowing that i was able to um do that uh, roger has is currently on tour with beck and um well actually he's not at the moment but he will be by the time we do the interview and we'll be talking about his upcoming plans um i think i can i mean you told me in the email he's got an ep coming out and uh, they're gonna go the uh the kickstarter route or the pledge music route uh with it and that's a scoop and i don't know how many jellyfish fans will be listening to this but if you are then get excited because it's going to be fun um if you want to submit questions to roger do it via Pablo's Pop and Podcast Facebook page or through the Jellyfish page that I run as well. Joining a fan page, uh, check it out. And if you love Jellyfish, that's the page that you need to be honest. I'm I'm very proud of it, and it's the most active Jellyfish page in the world. And uh, to be in contact with the band, to have worked with them, um, is just mind blowing to me. So yes, and uh, coming up with Turnchuckle. I the Sam Houston interview which I announced uh, that has been postponed that was partly my fault <laughs> and, uh, but this is Wrestlemania season and a lot of wrestlers are getting busy because they get booked for conventions and all kinds of things uh, and Sam is uh, going to be I believe at WrestleCon I could be wrong but he I mean he's going to be busy basically uh, but we will be doing our interview after WrestleCon and uh, after Wrestlemania I hope everyone enjoyed the Dangerous Danny Davis interview. Uh, there will be more wrestling shows coming up. I'm going to be interviewing, and this is an announcement as well. I'll be interviewing Big Bully Busick, former WWF superstar, and uh, he's wrestled all over the place. So we've got so much to talk about. He survived cancer as well, um, and um, you know he's one of the toughest uh, wrestlers in the world for being able to do that. So um, we've got so much to talk about. And again, if you have any questions for the Bully, um, send questions on Pablo's Pop and podcast facebook page once again thank you for um checking out the sponsors there's a big green button at the top of the page patron pay, uh, button where you can kind of help the show out if you would like you know and i will give you stuff in return there are perks do check it out if you want uh, crazy you know um fun melodic pop music uh power pop as it's called um by me and about 10 other people. <laughs> um, but if you like kind of fun music, uh, check out Toxic Melons at toxicmelons.bandcamp.com um, and then you are supporting me but also getting something directly in return. And uh, yeah, I think that's just about everything. Sub subscribe on iTunes. I've got to keep reminding people to do that but only because I forget to remind people to do that. So yeah, subscribe on iTunes and uh, once again, thank you for tuning in. If you like the show, do check out previous episodes because the, there's guests from all over the world including some well-known guests as well um and i've been very lucky to be able to get them uh, but i love being able to do that but also exposing local music and you know local guests as well if they have something worthwhile to promote and um i've made a lot of great friendships that way as well you know so start a podcast kids it'll improve your life dramatically <laughs> so yeah thank you again and i will see you all next week Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.